everyone, welcome back to Book Off Banter for a hugely delayed episode 36, which is actually 36 take two, which I'll go into at the end. But um, for anyone that doesn't follow us on social media, um, Carla's not able to continue with the podcast. So over the next three episodes, we're going to have three new potential co-hosts. So this week, I'm joined by Tony from The Copy Chronicles. So would you like to tell us a little bit about you? So as Katie said, my name is Tony. I am the voice, because you can't see my face, behind The Copy Chronicles on Instagram. Uh, I have a mismatch of reprobates of horses that don't really do a lot other than eat me out of house and home. Um, They're all really just big pets. I spend most of my time sleeping up shit and that's about it. So (laughs) I don't really do a lot in respect to to competing or or going out and doing anything fancy. So we just chill out and enjoy just having horses really, just having four big pets. (laughs) I've got four big dogs essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? And a normal yeah, size dog. Well, I'm a normal size dog, yeah. So we have a collie cross whippet. Uh, she is an arsehole. <laughs> a lot of people ask me her name and I usually just say an idiot. Um, <laughs> but she she is very good. We actually got her from Romania four years ago. Um, oh. And she's called Lottie. Yeah. Like, yeah on fa- she, did you see her on Facebook or something? So I actually, <laughs> I went to the dentist um, because... I had to have a fill-in and my granddad said let's 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 go to the let's go to have a look at the kennels and see what they've got it'll cheer us up (laughs) yeah all right went around one and I said oh I'd really like a Jack Russell and he said well okay he said we'll just see what they've got and we went to like three different places and none of them had a suitable Jack Russell and then all of a sudden this whopping great pair of ears appeared behind the desk in this rescue center and I was like that that is the one and he was like it's not a Jack Russell I don't care I want it (laughs) But she hated me for the first four weeks. We didn't go for walks. We went for drags and carries because she wouldn't walk with me. <laughs> um, she's like, so, yeah, she speaks some I had to... language. I've got no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> well, I literally blamed the language barrier for months. And when anybody says, oh, she does it. She's not very obedient. I'm like, language barrier. She's Romanian. She doesn't understand me. <laughs> How long have you had her? Four years. <laughs> but yeah she's um I can just imagine you like thumbing through like um a translation (laughs) of like Sid what about if I say this (laughs) well we went we tried to teach like sign language to help her listen but for a dog with such remarkably big ears she's so ignorant (laughs) she just just switches off and everybody's like oh oh she's nice isn't she I'm like she's absolutely come here So have you ever been allowed yeah, to go so to the dentist again? No. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> well, not with my granddad anyway. He's the, the reinforcement behind it, I think. He's the one who, uh, he's always wanted, he wanted a boxer, but my nan said you couldn't cook with the dribble. She has enough for me, you see. So, <laughs> so yeah, my granddad's not allowed to take me to the dentist anymore. I have to go with Danny. He's the sensible one. <laughs> so we are going to move on to some news. I mean... Let's be honest, very little. So I was just saying um, to Tony, like, I don't want this to be a depressing episode, despite the fact I spend probably 50% of the week in tears. Um, So we're not going to be really depressing, we promise, because life's shit enough. But equally, I do think that, like, we should touch on how hard it is for everybody to try and stay, like, upbeat. I feel like... I've run out of like, well, you know, on the bright side, like I'm running out of those fuckers, except for Bridgerton, which has been a definite bright side. Um, If you haven't watched it, you need to. (laughs) Oh my God. Like you so do. Definitely. So I'm on, I've I've actually watched it too many times. I'm now on to Designated Survivor, which is also really good. I'm trying to homeschool Henry. That's an absolute shit show. Anybody who can send the children into school, I could just cry. Like, could you just take mine and pretend he's yours? I'd swap you homeschooling the dog for homeschooling Henry. You might have a bit more success than me. (laughs) I would honestly, I'd swap, I'd swap just about anything. We had a full on like rug the other day because I was trying to, he was trying to write a sentence and he decided that it should be, um, they were, 
they were nearly no they nearly extinct and I was like <laughs> that doesn't make sense you would have to put another word in like they nearly became extinct and he does this thing which obviously I'm guessing I do like he puts his like hand on his forehead and he's like mummy <sighs> you don't know everything I was like well granted but I I do know I'm that sure is, I know this. Yeah, that isn't a sentence. And he was like, Mummy, look, if I put the became in there, it won't make any sense anymore. And you're like, do you just want to say because you're like, I'm so sick of what's going on. I just wanted to be like, just fucking like became just fucking. It makes like. sense. And obviously you can't because it's frowned upon. So I was like, no, no. <laughs> It's wrong, just write it in the bloody book. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit like Basil Faulty and Henry's like Manuel. <laughs> I mean, I haven't stopped hitting him about the head, but I mean, give it a few more weeks. Now that is frowned upon, that one. <laughs> and then I'm just oh, go and have a soothing Mars bar and watch Bridgerton. <laughs> With the brown flakes. You're a starter of Bran Flakes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Bran Flakes has been like my pregnancy craving. Oh, oh yeah, because that's another thing. Obviously, <laughs> typical of me to forget that. Um, if you don't follow us on social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, I decide, poor Ben, who didn't probably particularly want a second child, but we ended up with the first one because the horse went lame. Um, so obviously, <laughs> COVID came along and I was like, oh, well, no shows. Boredom. <laughs> yeah, why not? So um, I'm currently seven months pregnant. But even more exciting is the fringe. So I, I don't think I've, I don't think he'd come last time because it was so long since I recorded. The fringe is here and oh my God, he's just so lovely. <laughs> He's your face is all like doughy eyed when you're talking about it. I literally get like hearts in my eyes, even when I see <laughs> you are the heart emoji. Totally, I am because it's very rare that actually I buy a horse that other people like. Like everything else I bought, I get them home. And like Ben and Carla are like, oh, for fuck's sake, what have you bought that for? But this one, everyone likes. Even Henry likes him. Henry's like, I can't decide if he's my favourite or Molly's my favourite. I was like, Jesus, this is like high praise indeed. You're going to lose your horse. You know that, don't you? You're well, then I got really Henry. emotional. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Henry could actually do children on horses on bougie. How? Cr- I mean, Henry doesn't really ride, you know, so obviously... We don't know if Bougie's ever going to make it or stay sound because that seems to be quite a tricky thing for for my life. Henry still refuses to really break out of walk. So, I mean, obviously, children on horses at the moment is a little bit of a stretch, but the potential is there age-wise. So I'm latching on to that. So anyway, potential needs direction. Exactly. I've literally just talked about myself. (laughs) And this episode is supposed to really be your episode. So... Go for it. What's your news? I have done absolutely not a lot. So I accidentally shaved half of my horse's... Not my tail, I don't have a tail. (laughs) My horse's tail off last week. I uh, got a little bit overexcited with the clippers and the poor bugger's walking along with half a Mohican on his tail. Yeah, I have been bitten by something (laughs) which has made my hand swell up and I've had a club hand for the last couple of days. But other than that, my life has been pretty boring. I have got a job interview next week though. So that's something to look forward to. So I currently work with young racehorses before they go off into training. Because All right. as if I'm not psychopathic enough with four of my own, I look after 15 others for a living. They're all under the age of three for the most part. So, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed I haven't broken a limb or anything yet. But, yeah, my life is pretty much boring at the moment. I don't have anywhere near as much excitement as you do with, uh, with Bougie and the fringe coming in and baby's on the way I think Danny would have a fit if I told him I had a baby on the way at the minute unless it was a dog maybe <laughs> to be fair we do look at each other like on a regular basis and kind of go like how are we gonna fit this in like we don't have any time or energy now like what why did we think this was a good idea which or, at which point Ben always says well I didn't you <laughs> thought this was a good idea because of COVID <laughs> 
sabotaged me. Exactly. <laughs> Railroaded like... me. <laughs> You'll be so frightened <laughs> that one of the bloody horses goes lame again. You'll be like, Christ, we're going to end up with a football team. <laughs> Get another one that's sound. Yeah. <laughs> Get one that works. <laughs> Has it got four walking legs? Yes. Okay, fine. Get it in. It'll do. It'll do. You're going to have more kids than stables, Elf. Like more no. kids than horses, even. <laughs> God, that... I don't know what she'd hate more, to be honest. So how are you finding oh lockdown and everything? I have completely lost all of my motivation. It has got up and gone without me. I haven't ridden my horses since Christmas Day. And really, since before that, I've probably ridden about three times since September. Because I have no... I, I've kind of lost... I feel like I've got nothing to work towards at the moment. Um yeah which is it's okay it's fine you know no nobody's gonna die if I don't ride my horse you know yeah. it's not the end of the world and I kind of had to have a sit down chat and give myself a bit of a slap and say you know it's fine you know that they that a horse doesn't sit in the field and go I've got so much potential and she's not doing anything with me horse sits there and goes as long as I'm fed and I'm warm I don't really give a shit about what she's doing with her life yeah and I kind of had to give myself a bit of a dressing down because I don't know who I think I am. I'm no Charlotte de Jardin. The most I do is hack around the lanes twice a week normally. So, you know, it. Uh, with regards to that, I found it, to start off with, I really give myself a bit of a hard time. Okay. But now, now I'm all right with it. It's just quite nice. I've quite, I mean, me personally, I've quite enjoyed just having, having time to just be with them. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time we get wrapped up in the, must go ride, must go do this, must go do that, when actually sometimes, remembering that you don't need to feel guilty yeah. you know you don't need to feel under pressure because let's be honest we're we're all in the same boat we're all fighting the same storm and all of that cliche yeah um and I think just taking it off made me feel a lot better like it's there's just no point I don't I don't it's stressful enough without adding that on top as well and shaving my horse's tail off so <laughs> I think that is that's a massive thing isn't it with like so many horse owners is it's so hard to keep it as a hobby that should actually support your mental health as opposed to a hobby that kind of just gives you another pressure on your mental health so like I've been like massively guilty of that with like luckily in a way pancakes being off um injured standard for him but (laughs) with Manny I was like I've got to keep him going I've got to keep him going mm. and then all this, we've had just snow ice snow ice and then it thaws and then it snows and you're just like oh for god's sake and I was like frantic like oh my god how, how am I going to keep him working and it's exactly like you say it's like okay well what am I actually stressing about at the end of the day there's nothing mm. I can do I don't have an indoor arena like if everywhere's frozen and slippy I can't ride and you're only human as well yeah and I think it's important to remember that you're, you can't you can't control the weather <laughs> like you can't control the situation we're in at the moment and I think when you when you strip it back and realize that actually you can't control what's going on but you can control just what you're doing and enjoying your horse I think it makes it a lot more bearable yeah the other day as well I did something which is like unheard of for me and I was absolutely knackered and I just like did the horse in the morning. Then I just went back to bed and watched like crap on TV. And Ben and Henry went for a mountain bike, probably, I would imagine, while eating a Mars bar. Um, <laughs> and like, I, I was, I felt so guilty about that. I was like, oh, if anyone should find out, what would they think? Like, but then it's like, actually do you know what it was it was amazing like I was Ben came in I was like I'm living my best life I was thinking why the fuck do I have horses I should be doing this every weekend but literally we definitely I think like as a hobby we're hard on ourselves and Mm. like I, I think it's important to push yourself and stuff but then maybe like a little bit of something I've learned in COVID is sometimes it's actually okay to just go yeah fuck this I could ride but I'm not gonna because I don't really fancy it today so I'm just gonna go to bed eat chocolate <laughs> people on tv it's okay to take your foot off the gas and enjoy the view 
yeah that's definitely what I what I think at the minute like I I mean my oldest oldest old lady she's 22 but she's got a list of problems as long as my arm and I'm like she has to keep up before I was like she has to keep working the more mobile she is the more she works and she uses herself the better she goes she stays there she stays sound and then I didn't ride her and I didn't ride her we did try retirement and she just was an asshole and she was dragging my other horses around by their rugs and all <laughs> and I was like she needs she needs a job she needs a job she needs a job but actually I've just like we've been for a couple of walks in hand around the lane and it's just as I said it's just nice to just be with them I think sometimes and like I did what you did on Wednesday like after you recommended Bridgerton I laid in bed till half past 11 <laughs> watched Bridgerton did the horses, came back and went back to bed, <laughs> watched more TV. And I sat there and thought, well, what, what, and the thing is at the moment, what else can you do? Like yeah. you can go for a walk. And if you're a complete lunatic, you can do a Joe Wicks workout, but that, that's, I'm not about that life. <laughs> I'd rather sit and eat. <laughs> Tastes like I'd rather be fat. <laughs> so I hope that everyone is is doing all right because I think it's important isn't it to know that it's like everyone is struggling everyone is trying the best I feel like we've used our reserves of kind of trying to make the best of it and it's fine that it's just to be like this is fucking shit and like especially I think with horses you've had like goals or aims or things you've looked forward to or things you've trained for and yeah I think it's just important for us all to be like probably kind to each other and kind of kind to ourselves and just say, okay, hopefully this is nearly the end of it and things are going to start to get better. (laughs) (laughs) I think as well, especially for those people who aren't allowed to see their horses or are on limited time for seeing their horses because of their yard and things like that. I think just remembering like what we were just saying and that it's all right, I think. And I know it's easier said than done to tell yourself it's all right, it's all right. But if you just, tell yourself that every day that you're seeing your horse you're not seeing your horse somebody's looking after them but at the moment as it stands you can't control that yeah so I think it's uh it's a good thing to just remember a little little mantra to remember <laughs> so with that we are going to move off COVID and we're going to move on to topic one which came about because Tony is a barefooter <laughs> and <laughs> When we um, when we spoke on the phone, because I spoke to actually so many people uh, messaged me about co-hosting the podcast, and so I spoke to a lot of people on the phone. I said it was like speed dating. Um, God, everybody would be dating on Zoom nowadays. Look at that. So she's like, "I'm a barefooter though." I was like, "Oh, I don't know. Then I don't know if we can podcast together. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think this is going to work out. It's a deal breaker." Um. And she was like, what about if we did that as a topic? So about the sort of shod versus barefoot, I can't even think of what to call it. Rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> she it shouldn't like, be though, because like... Yeah, she was like, I promise I won't chain myself to your gate or anything extreme. Like, mm. I won't burn my bra, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Because like, I think... Like a lot of the time people associate people who with horses who don't have shoes on that we're like tree hugging hippies and we're going to go a peace man peace and if you're about that life that's absolutely fine but we're not all like that I promise we're not all hippy dippy weirdos this is what <laughs> you say it's the same as <laughs> when I get off the phone I'm going to be like that <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take myself to my own gate and burn my bra at my front garden <laughs> But it's, it, there seems to be, like, I don't even know where it stems Well, no, I don't really know where it stems from. I think it's difference, isn't it? I think a lot of the time it's differences. And when yeah. people don't understand difference, <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes, when people don't understand different, it's like kids, isn't it? When kids notice something different, like, oh, your horse is barefoot. Kind of in the same sort of realm, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is weird, isn't it? That's, that's a real like trigger I, I think as soon as someone says you know like oh my horse is barefoot it is a you kind of think oh cr- like here we go like this is gonna be this is gonna be epic <laughs> um 
when I went to camp in September, I was really apprehensive about it. Like really, like I've never done anything like that. And I took my little coloured, bless him, and he tried his little socks off. And um, I got, I did get a little bit uppity because somebody, he was stiff after coming out. He's not stabled ever. He's turned out 24 seven. And just gets worse said, and worse. Oh, he's lame. Sorry. And it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> well, he's never, well, he, she said to me, oh, he's stiff because he, he's lame because he's barefoot. And I literally was just like, oh, he's not lame because he's barefoot. Like, he's lame. He's not lame. He's stiff. Yeah. And it kind of goes, it always comes back to that. And I think it's hard, isn't it? Because it's like, it's hard not to take it personally, whichever side you're on. Yeah. Because I, I have always said that I couldn't care if your horse is shod or on roller skates or without shoes. If it's sound and it's happy and it's loved and it's cared for, none of my bloody business what you do with your horse's feet. Yeah. I couldn't care <laughs> as long as they're not falling off. Yeah. But so you you had um, another couple, didn't you? You had like the out versus in and the rugs versus no rugs. It's it's the whole like. <laughs> It's what you see on social media, isn't it? It's what I get myself very irate about. I mean, we talk no, about rugs, Katie. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to go there with rugs with me. Although, actually, do you know, at the minute, I keep thinking people wouldn't believe it if they saw how few rugs my horse are in because they haven't been reclipped. Because Jesus Christ, I'm not reclipping pancake unless I have to. Like that, nobody. And I've still got a scar on my hand from Manny, and he's the better one to clip. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like because the hairier. They're not in like a load of rugs. And I keep thinking I should be taking photos of this and putting it on Facebook. <laughs> this is evidence. And yeah. we can have them out naked next. Do what? Oh, I'd have to brush them then. <laughs> that would be a touch too far. Yeah, let's not yeah, get no, carried away. Like, yeah, I had like the whole in, out and rugs or not kind of debate. And again, I just always think it comes down to like, it's horses for courses, isn't it? And just because it works for mine it probably wouldn't work for manny or pancake and whatever works for manny or pancake probably wouldn't work for mine and that's fine yeah again it's it's not the end of the world (laughs) no nobody really cares as long as your horse is at bathroom and a lot of the time if you said to like if you went up to somebody and said this is my horse he's blah 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 blah," and you didn't say to them oh he's in 23 out of 24 hours a day or he's out 24 hours a day and he has shoes on or doesn't have shoes on if the horse looks well you go oh nice horse that but it's not until you find out more people go oh oh well i wouldn't do it like that but why do you have to have an opinion yeah (laughs) why why is it anything to do with you yeah (laughs) but i try and like myself i live by the mantra of other people's opinion of me is none of my business is kind of how i move forward from that and i think that it might sound ignorant but i think sometimes it's the best way to be isn't it yeah so that kind of made me think um, about like all the different stereotypes. There are so many, like mm-hmm. you could never in a million years, could you cover all of the stereotypes with horses? Well, horsey girls um, particularly. But I thought of one of, um, there's always that girl, isn't there? On like say a livery yard or something that is the girl that nobody wants to be, bless her. Because she just has the shittest look with horses ever and like she'll buy a horse and it'll always get like an obscure thing wrong it sounds a bit like pancake actually um it'll always get like an obscure thing wrong with it and she'll try everything and like nobody can knock her because she will literally go to the ends of the earth for any horse that she gets and you can guarantee, like, she'll be the one that the saddle fitter screws over and, like, steals a deposit and's never seen from again. She's the one whose horse will, like, trip over a bucket on the yard and, like, give itself a smashed face. Like, <laughs> like I just think there's always one where you're like, fuck me, you deserve a break, girl. <laughs> I'd rather cut my tit off, I think, than have to deal with that. I couldn't cope <laughs> with it. But I know there's all, as you say, there's always one, isn't there? Like, and I remember there was a girl like, when I had my first horse on a livery yard and I just used to think, like, just, just, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> just, just take a break. Take up knitting. Go and collect some stamps for a bit, babes, and come back to it later. 
bless them it's hard isn't it and I, I know there's always like on every yard there's always like the natural horsemanship person that never rides their horse because they're scared of it or whatever reason and like the pony club mum thankfully yeah. I never endured the pony club mum I can't no, I wasn't that one. pony clubs because um, you're gonna be a pony club mum for Henry if you can get him out of walk <laughs> <laughs> He would be no good for my street <laughs> cred at Pony Club, would he? Like all the other mums would have their kids on all the teams, and I'd be like, "Do you have a walking team? No, combing ponies. Actually, I was going to say combing the hair. He won't even comb his hair because he's a typical boy. He likes to paint them. I got him like hair chalk for them, for the for the grey, and he liked that. But obviously Molly's black, so they don't even work on Molly. So, I mean, we're completely screwed now. Like, what the fuck's he supposed to do? He can't paint her. Um, he just really likes me to do Molly's voice. That's kind of, that's about as good as it gets. And walk have down. Have you got a voice for the fringe yet? Yes. Um, <laughs> the other day. <laughs> the other day. Um, <laughs> ben was like no it wasn't ben i think it was henry who was talking that said and what is like freaky is that it's completely the way i probably say it is just like no that's not how he talks you know like come on obviously and ben was like really casually yeah it's like the fringe doesn't talk like that and ben was like "Ah, how does the fringe talk and i said well he's foreign and he's a show jumper so i was like he's like he's got that accent I need to practice it, I think. I'm going to have to work on it. I'm going to have to watch some interviews thing. But I said, you know, when the show jumpers are like, okay, so I had an unlucky rail. Okay, so next time I will use a bit more leg, maybe. Uh, but I think my horse, he tried really hard. I said, but for the fringe, he'll be saying, <laughs> he'll be saying okay, so he fucked it up again. Okay, so she put me on a stride that wasn't there. She committed. And maybe next time I get a different rider, jumper double clear. But for now, it'll be okay. My rider, she try. She is shit, but okay. She does the best she can. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so yeah, that's the fringe. <laughs> so if Pony Club could perhaps introduce something along those lines like horse narration I think me and Hen could really challenge other people well, in that, that would be you <laughs> <laughs> Henry would be off driving what is it he rides up and down your stables to fight them the life out of Manny and Pancake he'd be off doing that and you'd be doing the voiceover <laughs> yeah the pony club would be like what's, what what's she bringing to the table here who's joined here him or her <laughs> Stand in the middle and narrate for all of their ponies going round. <laughs> to be honest with you, why has no one thought of that before? That they've totally missed There's a trick. Gap in the market. There yeah. is. You know how you like shows have like obviously commentators. <laughs> I could be the horses commentator. I'm potentially <laughs> taking this too far now. Maybe I'll have to edit all this out, but. I think that would be really good because people would like to know what they're thinking. Oh. So like, yeah, so I could say like, fuck, have you seen the size of that oxer? I'm not jumping that. Jump it yourself. Or like, oh, that's got a plant next to it. I didn't, I didn't sign up for plants next to fences. I, I don't think I like the look of that. So that's totally relevant to, um, to Pony Club mums though. Yeah, there's also, like you said, yeah, there's, yeah. there's the natural horsemanship. Which, uh, I mean, <laughs> no rugs. Finger wiggler. Oh, actually, I was on a yard with one once, and bless her, she was stood at the bottom of this ramp. Oh, my God. But it wasn't even her lorry. So she paid to hire this lorry. And this horse was stood at the bottom of the ramp. And it wasn't frightened, you know, and you can tell. They're just like, it was just chilling. Being an arse. And people mm. were like, what kind of what are you doing and she was like well he has to want to go on the lorry and you know you want to say like he he just if I could have spoken for him see if at the time I'd spoken for horses (laughs) I would have said I don't like (laughs) you can stand here until you're blue in the face look I'm good (laughs) but I'm all right thanks do we 
I had one on the yard years ago where I kept my first horse. And um, bless her, she was a lovely lady. She was an older lady. And um, she bought this, this horse after her first horse died. And she said, like, she opened and said, she saw, really, I was a bit foolish because I bought him because he looked like the last one. And I thought, oh, good grief. And she come off him. And long story short, she had, like, eight months out of riding. And she spent so long, this poor horse looked like, she, she would stand in the, they had a round pen built, and she would stand and wiggle the line. And this horse would go backwards and forwards and left and right and touch the ball and, by the end of it I think he looked like he was waiting for somebody to come and shoot him because he looked so bored <laughs> I just used to stand and look at him and think you poor sod like if you could do a voiceover for him he'd be like I've had enough of this the end is nigh I can't cope any longer when will it end and I just used to stand and I just you, you know like when you stand and look at someone and think I admire your patience yeah because not only with the horse I would be bored off my tits standing there just wiggling my finger and making him go backwards like I just I wouldn't have the patience for it it's the fair play for those who do it because I I could not that's like um the people who you get on who are rescue like horse rescuers who are just like the loveliest people but have like <laughs> about 15 horses and they've all got like you know been with someone horrible or they've all got like a really long story and they come with like an even longer vet bill and then bless them <laughs> oh look she's got her <laughs> hand up Is this, are these your <laughs> <laughs> why do you think they're all barefoot i couldn't afford to shoe them off <laughs> <laughs> i've got to pay the vet bills on them <laughs> some customers like that yeah. and they'll have like you know 15 horses and oh well, not that bad the horses are like you just think oh you're so lucky to have like landed on your feet on, or on your like one working foot or something because <laughs> <laughs> bless them like, they're like well this one can't eat you know anything hard so it's like has mush and this one can only like go in this field because it's frightened of like its own shadow and this one's blind so this one's here to lead it round by the lead rope and <laughs> this one's half dead but I'm keeping it going just for the goodwill <laughs> this one isn't barefoot or shot it's on wheels because its legs don't work so I just push it <laughs> you can't put it in a hilly field <laughs> I, I I will confess, I am that person. I've all of my horses have come from not either not the best background or they've come from somebody who didn't want them for one reason or another. And I found myself last year like, I need to start saying no and stop being a people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm really pleased I've got your number because I'll be like, this one is like just a nightmare. So. <laughs> You know, he said, <laughs> what, number, shit, shit. <laughs> what he said is he would really like to live with you. <laughs> I told him I knew a person who would have him. Oh, God. I can totally relate to that. I am like, do you know, when those adverts come up on Facebook, like 52 thoroughbreds are going to slaughter. Blah, blah, blah. The one that does the round every year. Yeah. Everyone sends it to me. I'm like, what? One? What would I do with 52 thoroughbreds? I struggle with four. And two, it's fake. It does around every year. And like there was one the other day going around and four people sent it to me. And I was like, have you read this? And they were like, well, yeah, there's two horses that need a home. And I was like, it's in New Zealand. <laughs> I'm a horse rescuer, but I draw the line because they'll never understand what I'm saying. I've been there with a Romanian dog. The accent barrier is just too much. <laughs> I struggle with the Dutch warm blood and the dog. I can't cope with anything else. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I uh, I definitely am that person. Like, and it's usually like non-horsey people that send it to me as well because they know I've yeah. got more than one. And they think, oh, oh, Soft I know touch. she's got horses. I'll send it to her. She'll be... The thing is, is I come across to people at times like a bit of an arsehole. But when it comes to animals, I'm like, oh, Danny. But I know if I get another one, he'll leave me. <laughs> It's hard, isn't it? You get to a point where you're like, yeah, like at 52 thoroughbreds, like, 
how much hair is that going to be? <laughs> I'm really, I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry if they're all going to go to slaughter, but like 52 thoroughbreds is just like more mud fever than I can cope with, to be honest with you. We're on clay soil. Like, <laughs> it's just not going to work out. <laughs> I'm already doubling up in my stables. I've got no room for it. Exactly. Short of like us moving out of the house and bringing them in here, like by like curling up by the radiators. We'll have a thoroughbred on every radiator. Like I'll be sleeping in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be in the shed and all if I'm 52. <laughs> oh, so as well, like, I remember being on a yard and there's also that person that's like, that's really dedicated to what they do and they, like they've really there's always one that looks like they've got their like life together their shit together their, their horse's life planned and like they look like they're nailing it and I used to turn up and I had a jacket that had a hole in I had a t- pair of toggy canyon boots that were sagging around my ankles thinking I'm here to take my horse for a ride and I could barely get her out the gate without napping and I just used to look at this girl with her fancy warm blood and I used to be like oh one can but dream I can just about get on mine <laughs> For a second, I thought, like, oh, maybe I was her. But no, I can't remember what you what you started that with. But, like, I would try really hard. But when I was on, like, the last livery yard I was on, I spent most of my time lunging up and down gradual inclines because I bought a mare once again that was absolutely fucked. And the physio was like, look, the only chance you've got of getting a sound is to try and improve her core strength so it can support, like, a non-existent back. So she was like, just lunge it up and down like these hills. Jesus Christ. I think people used to like probably come on the yard and go, fuck. Like, I don't know what category they would have, insane probably they would have put me into. Just like. They've mistaken you for the horsemanship one. Maybe. It was kind of like a long piece of string and a carrot stick, kind of esque. Just stood up and down the hills. <laughs> like, oh, week after week. <laughs> Yeah. And that's probably my own category, I think. <laughs> Maybe, like, I'd have to invent a category for just, like, person who buys the least suitable horses ever and then, like, drags a load of unwilling professionals into, like, helping to fix them. <laughs> you can tell when when I ring, like, the physio or the trainer or something, and I'm like, I've got a new horse. They're like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the one's just got I'm shit to know. Business, but why is there any more? Oh god. <laughs> oh. We're gonna move on to um our second topic, which is well, it was something you had had you read it or do you know? I read it on BBC News. Um I, I was just I don't even know how I stumbled across it really. Uh, probably because you said try and think of something to talk about and I went oh, I don't even know my own name never mind find anything to talk about um, and I googled equestrian news <laughs> and it came up and sadly a young lady up not well probably your neck of the woods more so than mine um, had been hit by a car with her horse out riding and she'd lost her horse to a car accident and that it just kind of made me Made me think that like, I don't understand why people still go out without high vis and why people still drive like lunatics. Really, yeah. <laughs> that was the 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 main thing behind it. And I actually found uh, I love a sister statistic. A horse spooking in walk is registered to have travelled sideways at fifty four miles an hour on the rider's tracking GPS thing. And if you were driving past in a car, would you be at a safe distance and speed to stop in time? Yeah, and I thought to myself. Like I do a lot of hacking on the road and if you don't see me in my high vis you probably hear me because I've got a gob the size of the channel tunnel so but it baffles me I just don't understand it really I don't know why at this day and age we're still getting it so wrong and accidents like that are still happening really yeah it's hard I think there's definitely like a thing with drivers of like they, they don't think horses should be on the roads but I think they probably don't realize mm. how little options there are like especially I I totally get it for like where I live you would think like what is this bell end doing on the road when she's like literally in the greenest area in the world like I live in the back of beyond like the only I've said this Mm. before like the only people around me are sheep like 
And yet, actually, it's all privately owned. So I'm not allowed mm. to ride anywhere other than the roads. And like, the last place I want to be is the fucking road. But I think there's a definite, like, resentment. I got into a huge argument with a driver who was saying, like, he passed me on a blind bend. So he would he'd kind of like he was in a minibus and he was on my side of the road. And he was, like, going... At, 60 miles an hour and I screamed and shouted and he pulled over and he was like it's a 60 mile an hour road I was like well yes it is but that doesn't mean you can pass a horse at it and he was like well you shouldn't be on the road if your horse isn't safe to be passed by traffic it's like well where the fuck else it's safe to pass by traffic when you're not being an absolute lunatic flying past me at a million miles an hour yeah but I mean, definitely, I think um, I think we've mentioned we've mentioned traffic on the podcast before, but I don't think we ever really looked at high vis, and that's I think that's really mm. like it's an important topic because definitely I will confess my sins. Um, when I was younger, like I was like, that's just not cool. Like it's not I, cool. No, mm-hmm. um, I was just far too not wearing that mum for high vis. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, so I would very, it would have to be, you know, like pitch black when I probably shouldn't have been riding. And then I would have worn like a tabard maybe. Um, yeah. I do think that Charlotte, like doing so much with high vis, I think that's like a massive thing. I think that's something that could hugely help because yeah, I think maybe that's one of the biggest things that stop people because like now it wouldn't I when once you're older it's it's so different isn't it you're just like yeah I'll just put a high vis coat on that's like no trouble from a different perspective don't you 100 percent. and I think like I know when I was younger I mean I didn't get my first horse till I was 16 but I used to ride a trekking school from like the age of five and our first house that we did the same ride every weekend. <laughs> it was the same place, same route, nothing changed. But it always started going down a busy road. And it was actually, the road was like a connection road between a quarry. So there was a quarry at the top and there was something else to do with the quarry at the bottom. And it's probably a good half a mile, three quarters of a mile of road. And they like the, I mean, you know what trekking centers are like. Like we had, some days we had like 15 kids plus two people were sporting the ride. And none of us had high vis on. Like it was, it was never even occurred to me, not not once. And it wasn't until I got older and I did my riding road safety that I realised. And obviously, because again, because I don't drive, I didn't think of it from what other people, like what you would be able to see. Yeah. And my parents aren't horsey either, so they would never have thought to say to me, "Put a high vis on so people can see you." Yeah, same as my mum wasn't horsey, so. When I was at the stable, because I got my first pony when I was 10, and I was, like, literally just mm. dropped off in the morning, like, free range. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I could please myself. If I wanted to go out, like, dressed like a ninja and ride on the roads, then, like, you, no one was going to stop me. Yeah, no. And I think when there's not somebody there, like, especially, I mean, as I say, when I got my first horse, I was 16, and, as I, and there was, that, as I said, that girl who had all of her life together, she always just used to wear like a little little busy tabarge type thing and that would probably be the most I would have worn purely because she had it on and she had her life together and I did not and but when you haven't got an adult there or somebody saying actually this is this is serious like it, it could be the difference between and sorry to be doom and gloom it could be the difference between like life and death really yeah. realistically yeah you know because if people don't know how to pass horses for a start if they don't not saying everybody doesn't and you're out without a high vision if you've got a horse that's highly strung and is likely to try and sit on a car's bonnet and give it a little bit of a warm-up it it makes all the difference I think so do you wear yours in the day as well yeah yeah I am oh don't you no she she doesn't want to do the podcast with me I, I shoe my horses they live in stables and now I don't hey, wear high vis. We can't in the day. be friends. <laughs> That's it. We're done. I'm gonna have to I'm taking my headphones off. <laughs> no, I I do purely because my older horse is all black. Um and when I take her out riding, we are we've got like you, we've got no off-road riding at all. 
um and we're we have to work like go past like what i call poo corner and it's the waterworks and there's lots of water lot like the the shit lorries coming past yeah. and if they and we've got trees all over the top and in the summer if they don't see us I I quite like her as she is. I don't want to put on wheels just yet. <laughs> and that's kind of the main reason behind it. And she has boots on as well. But I, when I actually did my riding road safety, something I learned many moons ago, because I'm old now, was that in a survey, drivers seen reflective boots first before they seen a tabard. I've seen that. And because, because they move... They're what's like, on the road. They can see really clearly that it's it's like a horse rather than you know yeah. say a walker or something um yeah and, and that makes total sense eye level aren't they yeah yeah so she always has reflective something on her legs at least and same with my color because if I do it for one I've got to do it for all because of favoritism and all of that um imagine what they'd say but yeah I do oh she puts reflective things on your legs doesn't give a <laughs> shit about me she'll me on <laughs> wheels <laughs> Literally, they probably would. I can imagine they stand and bitch about me in the field. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the main reason I do it, purely because of where we are. But again, on the flip side of that, I, I used to yard share with a girl who kept her horse before she shared with me on the moors. And she said she always wore a high vis, even if she was going off the road. Because if anybody was looking for her yeah. and she came off, they if they had to send the air ambulance, they'd be able to see her. And I thought, well, again, coming back to me being a gob on a cob, they probably hear me before this evening, so they wouldn't have any worry of trying to find me. But I thought it was a really valid point that I wouldn't have even thought of that. No, I wouldn't have, to be fair. I am I am no. bad for not wearing it really probably through the day because I have seen some of those things on Facebook, you know, where um, they'll say, like, spot the horse and rider. And it's kind of mm. if the light's a certain way and... Yeah, and it is really, really hard. But I think like moving mm. forwards, definitely like more th- people like Charlotte really endorsing yeah. those campaigns. That's been amazing that she's done that because I think mm. that, like for younger people, it's definitely the like the not looking cool. And I think you can get much nicer stuff. Like when I was a kid, the pr- probably the extent of it was like a please pass wide and slow like tabard. Yeah. and like that was yeah. it really whereas now you yeah. can get well, nice stuff can't whole, you like, the pretty stuff like the pretty pink stuff the i used to just get palmed off with like builder stuff that my granddad <laughs> used to bring home from work <laughs> or security guard clothes that were like for grown men <laughs> yeah that's well, that's my but, jacket it's grim it's been like in a damp tack room at some <laughs> point so it went moldy and so i washed it and so now it's fluorescent yellow with green speckles that like just obviously stained it and won't come up. so I mean it's not my best look I think maybe I should branch out <laughs> treat myself I actually bought one yeah I bought one the other day from um it was a horsewear one and it's not pink or anything the top half of it is like all silver right so I bought one of the it's like the whole top half is like reflective and I've been toying with the idea of buying one. I ain't taken it off since. So I'm going to have to buy a new one, I think. So I'm going to wear it out. And I haven't even ridden in it yet. <laughs> so I said I haven't ridden my horse since Christmas Day. So. The horses will be like, where the fuck is yeah, she going? I think the thing is as well, is what tends... Yeah. I think what puts people off as well is like the... Like when I was buying said jacket, I only actually bought it because the lady I worked for gave me 50 quid in more value vouchers for Christmas. So I would never have bought it otherwise. It's a 60, 68 quid jacket. Yeah and I, I'm a bit of a cheapskate you know I would rather buy secondhand or buy cheap yeah. I know cheap doesn't always pay off depending on what it is but I wouldn't have bought it otherwise and I also I will I have looked at some of the the brands that do high vis and it's so expensive you can understand why people are put off it as well 100% it is like expensive on the flip side of it but then you see saying it's that extortionate really it? like I'm guilty because I'd, if I saw that, I'd be like, fuck me, that's expensive. But then, like, a pair of sheepskin boots or something for the horse to go jumping in, and I'd be like, oh, necessity. Can't jump without them. Take my money. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Take it is, my money. <laughs> it's priorities, isn't it? I probably need to readdress mine a little bit. <laughs> Get my life in order. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it, I get it. I get why people why people avoid it. I do not avoid it, like not wearing it, but avoid like the the high end expensive bits and bobs. And I yeah. also get why people don't put it on because it's. I suppose it's. I went out without mine the other week, and my ass was twitching the whole way around. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. It's one of those things, isn't it, where once something becomes your routine that's what's normal for you so like for someone who would always ride in a body protector the day they don't ride in a body protector they'll be like fuck me whereas for me I never yeah. ride in one so like it wouldn't occur do you know what I mean but say if I got on my horse without my hat yeah, I'd yeah. be exactly like you were there I'd be like oh this is it this is the day exactly. yeah so it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> my number's up yeah. I've got my hat on <laughs> So it'd be just like... Look at my skidlet, is it? <laughs> it's making it, like, just normal, isn't it? Making it part of your routine. Yeah. I always, like, my normal vis, like, high-vis vest, I always shove it in my hat. So as you can imagine, after I've been sweating in my hat, I take the high-vis out, so that smells really nice. <laughs> you'll end up with it mulled. It always like smells when... divine when I put it on. <laughs> like, putting it in your hat <laughs> is yeah, quite I a good always, idea. Always... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always just hang it up with my gloves and my hat in it because then that way I, can, I, I just put it on without thinking, see? So, but I felt naked when I went without it. I felt like I was exposing myself. <laughs> <laughs> You've inspired me. I'm going to be better. I'm going to wear that mouldy coat <laughs> more often. Do it. Embrace your mouldy coat and the spots. <laughs> I'm going to. All right, so... We are going to move on to Wanker of the Week. So my Wanker of the Week is, and it's actually, it's like Wanker of the, I can't even remember how long it was now, <laughs> um, is Ben. To be honest, I'm still holding a huge grudge about it. So um, we recorded an episode, which was the original episode 36, which was before um, we were going to do the Christmas one. And anyone that follows us on social media will have seen that I had to, you know, put an announcement out and say, like, I'm really sorry, we've had technical problem and the episode is lost. So what actually happened with that was the farrier's wife was so lovely and came on as a guest and gave us a time, recorded a really good episode and it was quite last minute. And I stayed up until about one in the morning, I think, editing it. Ben then had to put in the music, which in fairness is very kind of him to do that, but, and managed to delete the episode. And not only that, but delete nearly everything off my computer. (laughs) How the hell did he manage that? Uh, Honestly, I don't know. I mean, we're both shit with technology, but he was like, fuck what like what have I done which just prompted us to be like we were trying everything to get this fucking episode back we took it to like IT specialists like because I was like we've got to get it back we've got to get the podcast back (laughs) Um, and it's worse because I had a guest on I just felt so bad that she'd like basically just wasted her time and it was a farrier's episode as well which I'd promised that we were going to do for months now and basically I think he just didn't like probably some of the things I said about him was like that can fucking go but yeah so he is basically he's the wanker of like I was going to say 2020 but potentially that's harsh because 2020 was quite a wankerish year but still Covid is the wanker of 2020. 100%. Like, <laughs> honestly, oh, fuck me. Like, so my friend now who tried her best to help me and always helped me with technical stuff, I've mentioned her loads of times, she was like, could I suggest oven gloves when Ben is anywhere near your computer from now on? <laughs> or mittens? And I was like, yes, <laughs> 100%. And bless him today, I was like, just checking... <laughs> The computer was going to be okay to record this because everything went off it. Like, he wiped everything. It even wiped, like, my icons and everything. And so he came off and I was like, I'm not being funny, but when you're near the computer now, it 
really gives me quite bad anxiety. So could you just like step away from the computer? I have, I could write a list of my own wankers of the week because I'm just, I, stupid shit follows me. So obviously we had Cobby's tail where I hacked half of that off, but I also was at work the other day and I'm quite a tall human. I'm five foot 11's worth of human. Um, and I'd gone in to skip out the horses and as I'd gone in, the door shut behind me. Fine, no problem. And the kick bolt fell down. So I'm currently stood there with this, this eight month old foal staring at me with a shovel full of shit thinking, can I climb over the top of it? Now, even though I'm five foot eleven's worth of human, I'm also probably about five foot eleven's worth around as well. And this door, the stable door comes like up to my titties and there's no way that I'm hoying myself over that. And I just like, there's nobody else there because the owners had gone out. And do you know that when you stand there and think like, why does this shit happen to me constantly? Like, why does it happen to me? And I sort of stood there with my thumb up my ass for a bit thinking, well, I could stand and wait and wait for somebody to come and find me. And then I ended up having to tip all of the shit off the shovel and everything I'd scrape back up to try and hoi myself over the top and reach that because it's not a full length shovel. It's a short shovel. Yeah. So I'm like boobs flopped over the top <laughs> and I've kind of got this new habit of not wearing a bra because I'm trying to stop and being so saggy see so I'm trying to teach the muscles to be a bit tighter so I've flung myself over the top of the door and I'm jabbing at the kick bolt trying to unhook it but whoever put the kick bolt on it's really low to the floor so you have to give it a really good whack to get it to go all the way round. Okay. so I'm jabbing away and I managed to get myself out, but the poor horse was there. Like he, bless him, he'd shut himself and gone and hid in the corner. And I'm just there thinking that I've probably got a pair of bruised titties and a bruised ego by the time I finished. What do you think the foal would have said? Well, he's, he's not my biggest fan anyway. For some reason, he's got real umbrage with me. As soon as he sees me coming, he runs away and hides. I've not, I've barely spoken to the little bugger. He just, he looks at me, you know, like when they have like wide eyes and the white eye. Yeah. And I just think to myself, I. I've barely even spoken to you in the eight months you've been on this planet, but I don't, I'm, I almost feel a bit offended by it that he doesn't like me. And like, you know, like when you want to make them like you more. So I yeah. find him, I'm like, Joe, Joe, can you speak to me? And the more I try and make him speak to me, the more he's like, will you fuck off? Leave me alone. Maybe you need to play <laughs> hard to get. Maybe, maybe I need to bribe him. Maybe yeah. bribery could be the answer. Yeah. So we got, um, we got a wanker of the weekend from Nikki Downs, um, and it started off saying that when she was a few episodes in, she made a connection that Ben shoes her horse, and she said your description of him as a horse had me buckled, and this like frightened the fucking life out of me because it's totally naive, but I forget I think that other people listen to this and might actually know Ben. So then I was like, shit, what did I describe him as? And went back and I was like, oh my God, I described him as rideable, which which was a little bit awkward probably. Um, and I maybe need to think about what I say about him, but anyway. <laughs> so um, she said, I'm a firm believer in laughing at yourself uh, at being good for the soul. So I've decided to share the wankiest week I've had with you. It started with me being typically shit and not prepared at all for both my boyfriend and my nephew's birthdays. So I was rushing around getting all my chores done so I could rush to M&S before the shop shut. I needed to get some beers and a Colin the Caterpillar cake for the boyfriend. And M&S are doing fab Harry Potter chocolates for my nephew. My horse was still living out at the time and I just planned on running to the field to check him and feed him and then straight to the shops. However, the arsehole decided to have a sudden Niagara Falls of blood out of his nostrils as I arrived at the gate. So I had to bring him in to make sure he wasn't going to bleed out or some other inconvenience. So I ran him down to the stable only to remember that his stable had turned into a dumping ground because he'd been living out. So I had a mad dash, emptied all the shite out, bedded it down, hay water... Nose had stopped bleeding by this point, and my horse is looking rather thrilled with himself. I am now cutting it super tight to get to the shops, so I rush from the yard to get there in time. Dash into the shops, rush around frantically trying to get everything, 
noticing I was getting some arsey looks from the other customers. I just assumed it was because I was frazzled and had the usual aroma of horse shite and was dressed like a homeless person, coupled with my carrot-themed Crocs. <laughs> What's not to love there? Um, I couldn't for the life of me find the bloody Harry Potter chocolates. So I stopped a rather startled-looking employee and asked if they could point me in the right direction. The poor staff member looked terrified, ignored my request for directions and just asked me if I was okay. I assumed they meant because I was very stressed. So I impatiently said, yes, I just need the chocolate. So could you just hurry up and point me in the right direction? They did. I found them, rushed through self-service, ran back out to the shops to check my horse, who was absolutely fine. Only when I got home, my boyfriend greeted me with, holy fucking Christ, who have you murdered? That I realised I was head to toe in blood, forgetting that my horse... <laughs> Bent into a giraffe on the way from the field and had bled all over me in my white t-shirt. My face was covered, my arms, the whole lot. So it appeared to M&S that I had gruesomely murdered someone, then had a sudden urge <laughs> for beer and Colin the Caterpillar cake and some Harry Potter novelty chocolates. I wonder when the turning point of my life was that I stopped being a normal member of society and being covered in blood and stinking of horse shit may have given me some pause for thought before just carrying on my day. <laughs> it's like an extra from Carrie. <laughs> just absolutely, I love that so, so much. Because That's hilarious. Just imagine this, like, Marks and Spencer's employee... <laughs> Like being greeted by someone who looks like they're in Dexter. Trying <laughs> to just like really kindly be like, you okay, hun? And they're like, can you just fucking show me where the Harry Potter chocolates are? Or you'll be next. <laughs> <laughs> and also just oh. the fact that some like woman who looks like she's taken part in some sort of gruesome murder like the most essential items for it are like what do I need in this moment of my life definitely Colin the caterpillar I mean he's got a feature here the thing is is we've all been into a shop haven't we and we know the kind of the filthy look when you look into like horse trying to put the extra covered in blood on top of that I can just imagine the horror like <gasps> Yeah, she was just like, she saw all of our horsey, like, you know, long socks with white breeches and deck shoes or like muddy wellies, hay and shavings in your head. She was like, hold my beer, like quite literally, actually. I raise you. Yeah. <laughs> and then she oh said, fast forward to a couple of days later, I'm out taking my dogs for a walk in my new secondhand X-Trail. I had my friend, she buckled into the front seat and my other two in the boot. So I jump out to start the walk to see my brand new car disappearing backwards down the street with my very confused Frenchie in the front, in the front clearly <laughs> wondering why I had left him to drive the car solo. <laughs> Apparently my handbrake isn't as effective as it should be. So I had to chase my car down, jump headfirst over my two front seats and yank the handbrake up while stopping my Frenchie from assaulting me. <laughs> oh my God. I just love that oh as well. <laughs> you can imagine the Frenchie. I don't know if I can do a French accent, but he'd be like, I haven't oh. passed my test. Like, <laughs> Sarah Blur. <laughs> Absolutely. You're the wanker of the week because yeah. that Marks and Spencer story is one of my favourite stories ever. Like, that I just hilarious. love that she was really indignant with this woman who was, like, asking a fairly reasonable question, to be honest. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my face is I know. You can just imagine oh. that employee going home to her partner that night and being like, I don't know what the fuck happened at work today, but... Steve, I need caterpillar cake and beer after the day I've had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 100%. Oh, my goodness. 
so caterpillar cake. You definitely deserve a rosette for that. I mean, to be fair, the Marks and Spencer employee probably deserves it more than you, <laughs> but we'll send it to you. Oh dear. Oh, but as long as, uh, as long as the horse is all right as well, and uh, you know, you can thank him for your murder scene going around Marks and Spencer's afterwards. Exactly. As long as the horse is okay, that's the most important thing. That's really that's all we it's need to fine. worry about. Yeah. So um, please keep sending us in your stories and questions to bookoffbanter at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at bookoffbanter and we need lots and lots of funny stories so we can cheer ourselves up. So thank you so so much for joining me for our first episode back 36B. (laughs) I'm not going to let Ben anywhere near this. No. No, (laughs) please don't. Or you're going to get a phone call tomorrow like, so. (laughs) Is it going to be to take in the horse as a rescue or is it going to be to re-record? That's the question. It could be either, to be fair. Probably just don't answer. Or both. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Block, block, block. (laughs) Oh, dear. No, thank you very much for having me. It's been, well, considering I was, well, I was shaking like a shitting dog at the beginning. I feel all right now. <laughs> it's so nice to be back. And it was really, really nice to have you on this week's episode. So thank you so much. Thank you and very much. I thank will you. talk to you next time. Bye.